G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The big thing that many makeup and beauty companies sell is this idea of deep cleansing. But we all know that beauty is far more than skin deep. There are times when you and I truly do need deep cleansing, the sort that you can only get from one source. I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we continue with the next message in this series called God's Miracle Makeover for You. Don't you love those makeup advertisements? Anti aging, wrinkle reducing, look 10 years younger in just 10 days, achieve deep cleansing of your skin. They promise the world, and all you women out there, well, a good many of you, You want to fall for this stuff because you do want to look younger and you do want to look your best. And it's not just the lotions and potions they flog on television, right? Many women spend huge sums of money on facials, exfoliation, masks, mud masks even, all in the pursuit of what? Looking younger? These cleansers and moisturisers they sell for a king's ransom, most of them cost just a few pennies to make. Then there's the massive cost of advertising and marketing. Let's not forget the huge profit margin on top. Deep cleansing. Right. Look, I know I'm only a bloke and I apologise for that. But on that basis, I, I know I really don't get the whole beauty thing. But over half a century, a cake of soap and some hot water has pretty much given my skin all the deep cleansing that I've ever needed. But even I know that there's something incredibly special about feeling clean. Back in my military days, we would go out on training exercises where we fought simulated battles for four, five, even six weeks at a time. And in that month, month and a half, you were lucky to get a shower and a change of clothes once, maybe twice. So by the time we'd come back to barracks at the end of the exercise, you were seriously on the nose. I mean, absolutely filthy dirty. I remember we'd be rolling in the dirt, fighting a war, rubbing black and brown and green camouflage cream into our faces, our necks, our hands, so we'd blend into the bush. We were filthy. And to this day, what, 35 years on now, I remember that feeling of getting those reeking clothes off and getting into a hot shower and scrubbing all that muck and that camouflage cream off. Of course, it didn't all come off in the first shower. It was still embedded in the pores of your skin and under your fingernails for a week or two afterwards. But that feeling of being really clean for the first time in weeks was utterly sensational. Whenever I hear the term deep cleansing, that's what comes to mind, that that sensational feeling of being clean. Okay, it's, it's one thing to be clean on the outside, sure. Great feeling. But what about the inside? A lot of us, most of us, don't feel clean on the inside. Why? Well, because there's a lot of accumulated muck and grunge caking our emotions, our thoughts, our soul, our very being. Maybe you think I'm overstating that a bit. The old-fashioned word for it is sin, but a lot of people don't like that word too much these days. What about baggage, emotional hang-ups, hurts, inadequacies, doubts, fears, scars, blind spots? 
Recognise any of those in your life? And, and what about the consequences of the stupid things that you've done in your life that you're still doing in your life, ignoring your family, being selfish or touchy or, or being overbearing or controlling? It's a pretty long list. And the quickest, easiest way to sum it up is to use that small four-letter word, that's what it is these days, sin. Now, depending on where each one of us is on the scale of maturity, we may either deny that we have any of that stuff going on in our lives, or we may be nodding, perhaps reluctantly, but nodding and recognising that this sin thing is eating away at us on the inside. This muck is caked on thick and dirty, like that camouflage cream, black and brown and green, used to be caked onto my skin. We scrub as we will. Somehow we can't wash it off. It just won't come off. Shakespeare had it right in Macbeth Act 5, Scene 1, when Lady Macbeth sleepwalking, remembering the blood on her hands in conspiring to murder someone, looks down at her hands and she exclaims, Out, damn spot, out, I say. One, two, why then tis time to do it? Hell is murky. Here's the smell of blood still. All the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand. Oh, oh, oh. See... In her mind, in her heart, in her dreams, she couldn't get the blood off her hands. The guilt ate away at her on the inside. And many, many people, whether they admit to it or not, have that sense of guilt or perhaps shame or inadequacy eating away inside them. It's not something we like to talk about. We we hide it deep within, behind the facade of respectability and, and confidence, behind the faces we put on, behind the bravado and the apparent happiness and the nice home and the nice kids and the nice everything. And yet it eats away, it gnaws at your soul as the guilt, the blood on your hands, debilitates you, just as it did Lady Macbeth. Now, we're on sensitive ground here, aren't we? When, when we start to talk about it in this way, we come face to face with a deep reality, may I use the word now, our sin. You can't live an abundantly joyful life with that stuff going on any more than I could have lived a full healthy life in my reeking clothes with all my cam cream still caked on my skin. Imagine if, without a shower, I'd hopped into my car and driven down to the local shopping centre, sat down for a pizza at the pizza joint, wandered through the department store. It's not on. And nor is trying to live our lives with that muck caking our souls. So what's the answer? Let me me read you what the Apostle John wrote to some friends in the letter, his first letter, around 60 AD. So a good many years after he'd wandered the dusty roads of Israel with Jesus. 1 John 1, verses 5-10. to This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you. That God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we're walking in the darkness, we lie and we don't do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we're kidding ourselves and the truth isn't in us. But if we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So if we think that we can walk in the darkness, live with that darkness inside us and live in the light, live in a deep, intimate, fulfilling relationship with Jesus at the same time, John's saying here, come on, you're just kidding yourself. If we say that we have no sin, we're deluding ourselves. But if we fess up, 
if we're honest with ourselves, if we're honest with God, if we bring our filth and darkness, our hang-ups, our inadequacies, our failures and all their consequences to him, if we take them out of the deep darkness within and bring them out into the light and give them to him, then something amazing happens. Deep cleansing. The sort that only comes from Jesus. The blood of Jesus, his son, will cleanse us from all sin. The one thing that Lady Macbeth couldn't do. The one thing that you and I cannot do. Wash the sins away. Wash the guilt away. The blood of Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross, pays for our guilt to take our punishment on our behalf. He pays the full price and the Spirit of God brings the peace of forgiveness and wholeness into our hearts. There's nothing on earth like that. If we bring our sins into the light, if we confess them to God, then he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins. And listen to this next bit very, very careful. And cleanse us, deep cleansing, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That, my friend, is why Jesus came. And if you know in the depths of your heart that you need that cleansing, then it's time to pray this prayer with me. God, today I have heard your word. I realize in the depths of my heart that sin is tearing me apart. I realize I've been hanging on to all this muck inside me as though somehow I can hide it from you. But I can't, not anymore. I confess it to you. You know what I'm talking about here. You see it all. You know it all. But I just want to come to you now and fess up and admit it to you openly and honestly. And you know, Lord, that I am so much like Shakespeare's Lady Macbeth doesn't matter how hard I scrub, I can't get clean. But I believe that in Jesus and Jesus alone, I can be cleansed. So I cast myself on your grace and your mercy through Jesus. And I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me in his mighty name. Amen. My friend, if you pray that prayer, you are forgiven and you are clean. Do us a favor, stop by online at ChristianityWorks.com and we can chat some more about today's message. Have your say. The message is called Deep Cleansing and you'll find it in the A Different Perspective section of our website at ChristianityWorks.com. The Lord bless you. I'm Bernie Diamond and let's catch up same time tomorrow for A Different Perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.